Good evening, listeners, and welcome to this weekend interview. This is episode four of season 12 of, of this weekend interview, and I welcome you back. Uh, my regular listeners, welcome. I, I, I say every Wednesday, I take your, your presence, not for granted. I really appreciate the fact that you make this weekend interview part of your weekly schedule. Um, there are so many things that compete for our time and our attention. And you come back every Wednesday and spend the hour with us, and I'm very happy for that. If tonight is the first time that you're listening to this weekend interview, welcome. Uh, I hope after tonight, you too will become a regular listener. So, and this weekend interview, what we do is we present to you contemporary topics, contemporary discussions. We try to bring it from a different angle because uh, I like to think that if at the time when what you see on this weekend interview, you can find it by just surfing the internet or clicking your remote or your mouse, then there's no longer any need for the program. And so the objective that we have is to provide you with the, with the information that you need so you can make wise and, and decisions and informed decisions. I like to think that I have the most informed audience in, 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 in media. And so as we started this year, and the theme for 2022 is empowerment, and empowerment on every level, on a personal level, um, your health. I hope, I hope of you, many of you have taken the advice and taken care of yourself for, for the year. We are approaching March, which is the last month of the third quarter, and there is a commitment that we're going to do all the routine health things before the end of the quarter. I hope, hope you, you are taking care of that, your men, your colonoscopy, women, your what other races, your pap spare, your mammogram, um, check, turn your age, check as a vascular, cardiovascular doctors, everything. Um, just do a general checkup, and if you have specific um, conditions, follow up on that. So, because you have to be healthy to, to be able to, to act on the information that we give you. Empowerment also in terms of, um, in terms of your, your financial health, uh, we bring you information on that. Um, those of you, many of you started businesses, and so we, we want to also help you to grow your business. And so we started, we have brought in a couple of business people um, to showcase what they do. And tonight is no exception. My guest tonight on, on this weekend interview is, is a businessman from Dominica, Mr. Ivan Asif. Um, one of the more prominent businessmen in Dominican, I, I guess, uh, in the region. And so we, we're happy to have him. Those of you who are listening to me in Dominica on the um, RVR Jams on Digiplay Channel 59, welcome. I, I hope you guys are having a good night on, on, the, um, on the Nature Island. Uh, I'm going to take the usual break that we do in the start to do the character anthem. And when we come back, as I said, I'm going to have at what promises to be a very um, fulfilling um, discussion, enlightening discussion with Mr. Ivo Nassif. Um, primarily what brings in here is um, the, the product from the Dominico Coconut product, Survivor, PCP successors, I mean. Um, they are re-entering the U.S. market with some of their products, and so I thought I would, it would be interesting to to present you with that information so that you can um, you, you can avail yourself of that and, and know that you can get some really good Dominican product um, from that market. So without taking any more time, let's do the Karakamantem and we will be right back. From many distant lands our forefathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands 
on building one Caribbean. Raise your voice and high, sing of your Caribbean pride. Sing it loud and strong, feel a heart beat as one. Celebrate in song as we rise to heights where we Welcome back, listeners, and thank you for staying with us for the break. Uh, as I said, we always play the CARICOM anthem on uh, every week. Last week, we did something different. We played something that was a little more appropriate to the discussion that we were going to have. But right now, I invite you to, to share the link for, for this speaking interview. You, you may be viewing us on cdntv.net or listening to us on CDN Radio or on our Facebook page. This week in interview has a Facebook page and, and it's live there as well as on CDN Radio, CDN Radio's Facebook page. And you and also on Instagram and Twitter at CDN Radio, uh, CDN Radio Caribbean as well. Uh, you, you can find us there. So tonight, as I, as I said, uh, we, we have a very esteemed um, guest tonight. He, he's a businessman, a very prominent businessman. I grew up in Dominica. Um, Hearing him um, talking about his business and promoting his various businesses in Dominica, uh, I am familiar with him being a director at the Dominica Association of Industry and Commerce (DAIC). Uh, he has um, businesses as well at the Trading, where they, they have various, they represent various brands in Dominica. But what brings him on this second interview tonight, Mr. Ivan Asik, that is is that he is the director of DCP Successors. And um, they, they make personal care products, um, body products, soaps, and so on. And, uh, and, and it, it, it's, uh, 
it's an enterprise that has been around Dominikov for, for a while, and then it was um, it was sold or acquired by Colgate Palmolive. So that, that tells you the, the level at which it, it, it attained success. And then um, it's back in the hands of, of Dominican. And uh, Mr. Iwanasis is a director. Uh, they call it GCP successor. So he's going to tell us a whole lot more about the company and about the, the venture and about the products, some of which are available to us right now in the United States. And that's what brings him on tonight. So a very warm welcome to you, um, Ivo. Uh, welcome to this second interview. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you, Anthony. A pleasure to be here too. Awesome. And, and um, you are director of DCP Successors. Um, let, let's go first to give a little more meat on your background because I just introduced you as a businessman, a former director of DIC, you know, um, director of, of the company that we're talking about now. But uh, just, just introduce yourself a little more um, in depth to the, to the audience so you know who you are. I returned to Dominica in 1987 and I joined DCP at that time until it was sold to Colgate in 1995. And obviously my family was deeply involved in DCP. My father, Philip Nassif, was the one who ran it. So I grew up in a house which was very engaged in with DCP. So you could say that the business, the sole business, the business of market and products throughout the region is very much in my blood because I grew up with it and I worked in it for a long time. Um, when DCP was sold to Colgate, I branched out to South Archipelago where we do a number of things. We do insurance, we do MoneyGram, we do a bureau de change or Cambio Money Exchange. We have duty-free retail for the cruise ships and visitors. We do food distribution. And then through other businesses, family businesses, I'm involved in Springfield Trading, which is, again, distribution and supermarket S-Mart. And the rum business, um, BB Rum, the special rum, Red Cap Rum. And when DCP, when Erica shut down DCP, DCP lay idle, everybody was laid off. DCP lay idle for two years. And it looked like it was just going to stay there and deteriorate with all this equipment inside there. So I talked to some family members and some friends, and I began to engage Colgate in, in buying out the property. Unfortunately, we did not get to buy the brands, which DCP was known for, Refresh, Palmer, Castile, they sold it separately to another entity in Jamaica. So all we were left with was a factory, which was damaged by Erica. And we had to, well, we spent six months, thanks to the leadership of Patrick Pemberton, who came back and stood with us and led the maintenance team, which is an excellent team. And they got the plan running within six months. And then Maria came, did more damage, spent another couple of months getting that right. And we began production, but of course we had no brands. So we had to start from scratch, launch new brands and roll it out through CARICOM in all individual markets. We have about four main brands right now, five, and we export to all CARICOM countries from Jamaica in the North down to Suriname in the South. We are a shadow of what DCP used to be. DCP had upwards of 100 employees, but right now we have about 40 employees. DCP perhaps did 20 containers a month of export. We're doing about five now. So we are a long way from where we need to be, but we are getting there. And our products are on the shelves throughout the region and slowly building traction. Yes. So, so it seems like you're making very good progress. And for full disclosure audience, I, I worked at DCP. Um, as you mentioned, Patrick Pemberton, he was my boss when, or I replaced him in the maintenance department when he was near the director of, um, of production. Uh, so I worked there for a couple of years um, and also for Colgate uh, at some of the other locations. And so, so it's an operation that I, at least in its, in its prior state, an operation that I'm familiar with. Uh, so 
in 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 terms of uh, you mentioned some of the challenges in terms of trying to get the the plant up and running again. But now that you have it up and running, what are some of the challenges that you are facing? Um, yeah, well, DCP has always been reliant on exports. It's a it's a significant plant. It's a it's a relatively a huge factory, and it's much bigger than what than, than Dominica for sure. So if we had to just produce soap for Dominica, we'd probably operate one week a month um, <laughs> at one shift, and it's a plant designed to run three shifts. So exports are critical, and when we sold to Colgate. And that, that was why we were attractive to Colgate. We we're 95% export. So exports are critical. It's a huge factory. And to get to break even, you need to meet a certain threshold of production. And we're just about there now. We're not quite there. But we do have significant challenges. One of them is um, the biggest single item is blue laundry soap in the Jamaican market. And we have not been able to access that because um, there is some irregularities going on in the Jamaican market where they're importing soap chips. You know what soap chips are, Anthony. Um, sure. It's basically soap in chip form. Soap, and, yeah. and they add perfume color to it and they extrude it into bars. So they don't actually make soap. The soap is made in Indonesia, in Malaysia, China. They import it and just compress it into bars with fragrance and color. We make soap from the raw oils and fats. So we use palm oil. We no longer use tallow. And we use coconut oil. We no longer get coconut oil from Dominica since the hurricane. Um, that took out a lot of the trees. And it's probably more profitable to sell the fresh nuts now for drinking water than to convert it to copra. So we get our coconut oil from within CARICOM from Guyana. But because they're importing the chips from Indonesia, Malaysia, the Fives are not paying the required duty on it, we simply can't compete with them. Uh, a small CARICOM island cannot compete with Indonesia with 70 million people. They have their own oil and gas. And of course, they grow the palm oil there, which is the most important ingredient for soap. So we've taken the Jamaican government to court, Jamaica Customs to court, and the Jamaica Trade Board to court, and the manufacturers in Jamaica who import the soap chips. Basically, it's unfair trade, and um, it, the case will be heard April 2023. And so far, the Jamaica Ministry of Trade has stopped the Jamaica Trade Board from issuing certificates of origin because they don't qualify for CARICOM origin, so they can't export duty-free into the rest of CARICOM. We've had a first victory there, but obviously we want to get into the Jamaican market, which means that either they make their own soap or they pay the 40% duty. Um, right, because that's... Well, go ahead, go ahead, you know, In there are a couple of the um, islands. There's St. Vincent. There is Antigua and there's St. Kitts, which also which do not charge the, the, the CET, the duty on soap coming in. So soaps from all over the world come into these markets and compete with us without paying duty, which is an unfair form of trade. St. Vincent, for example, uh, most of the flour we get in Dominica comes from St. Vincent, and it's protected. You can't import flour from outside the region, and St. Vincent has the lunch of our flour market. And St. Vincent also ships bear, kubuli bear, into Dominica, and again, that's with significant protection. But on the other hand, get going into their market with our soap, we don't get the protection that we require. So these are issues which are being dealt with, which are being dealt with now, and we're hopefully and we're hopeful that it will be resolved soon. So so those challenges, uh, because I've had guests on before that have spoke about the, the um CCJ. Um uh, uh, you launching those challenges in the CCJ that the court the Caribbean um Court of Justice, who has the jurisdiction on, on, on the agreements in CARICOM? No, we're going through the Jamaica court system for a number of reasons, which I won't get into now, but what we're making, an, well, I think what's going to happen is because the, the, the Jamaica courts are going to need the CCJ to rule on the matter for guidance first. 
So it will be referred to the CCJ and then concluded in the Jamaica courts. Okay, so so all the best with that. Good luck with that because yeah, it's an important um, one, and and hopefully we will prevail. Yeah, hopefully because I remember that was one of the the major protection that we had when Colgate Farm Olive um, had the had the company. Um, they could not just bring in stuff that was manufactured in the Dominican Republic Correct. and Venezuela into into the market, and that's what helped um, the Dominican enterprise. So, so that that is definitely a major a major hurdle that that we're trying we're trying to cross. Uh, we we while you were talking, we've been running a few of the brands, and 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 so let's let's go directly into the product that's available, um, because folks are, are asking about which, what brands um, are available. Um, so so as we run them, I, Sam, I don't know if you can if you can run them again. Just give you a chance to to talk about the brands and so the folks can um, see them. You will go ahead as as you bring the brands up. Um. Yeah, Better Blue. That's uh, you know every every Caribbean home, whether within Caricom or in the U.S. in the U.K., must have a blue soap. A blue soap does everything. It's used for everything. Um, it's excellent at removing stains and at whitening clothes. So a lot of people, even though they have um, washing machines and they use powder, a lot of people will use blue soap to supplement their laundry care. So if you go into the U.S. among the diaspora, Brooklyn, Bronx, um, Queens, and you go into the stores that cater to West Indians, you're going to see blue soap there. So we've gotten our blue soap into there, and we ship that throughout CARICOM. Then what you have there is rail soap. Rail soap is a very high quality soap it's a translucent soap it's similar to pears soap we don't have that in the u.s market now but we do have ready there ready it's we call it soap with a purpose because each sku or each um variant has a different purpose so like blue soap carbolic soap is a traditional caribbean favorite everybody knows what a carbolic soap is and we ship that into the u.s as well it's a germicidal soap, and it, it um, skyrocketed during the pandemic across the region and in the U.S. Then we have Ready Black Soap, which is a beautiful product. It has aloe vera, cocoa butter, and charcoal. Charcoal is known for its cleansing effects on the skin. And then we have Ready Antibacterial, like a traditional antibacterial soap. And then we have Ready Mosquito Repellent, which is completely natural. It has citronella, neem, and tea tree oil, and it works how the citronella candle, candles work. Basically, mosquitoes are attracted to the skin's natural odor, but the citronella will mask that odor and um, help keep the mosquitoes away. People who've used it love it, and it, it works very well. So in the U.S., we have Ready. We have the mosquito repellent, the Ready Black Soap Charcoal, the Ready Carbolic Soap, and the ready antibacterial, and then the better blue soap for laundry care. Do you know which um, which stores are carrying those, those, those soaps? There's a massive list of them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I would want to run through them, but what I will do is to get uh -huh. a list of all the stores which carry them to you. And we also, we're gonna do a, a WhatsApp broadcast to Dominicans in the diaspora where we'll provide a list of all the stores that carry them. Okay, so as, as, as you provide the list, we will we will let listeners know. Um, yeah. But if you look at the New York one, just call, uh, can you see the list of what's available in New York? Oh. Um, no, not really. If you're not ready, that's fine. I, I, I just know that folks are hearing that it's available. And, yeah. and so I'm sure they For example, most of the, the Most of the Western beef stores Western beef. Okay, yeah. Western beef, and they, they, there's a number of them throughout the region. There's yeah, um, Western beef is popular, and shop not shop right, but um, okay. yeah, shop so right as well. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so shop right and Western beef has it. Um, most that most of the listeners can get access to it. Go at, at his those in an office. Um, and, you have America's and, food, and, and, America's food basket. American Food Basket, that's what it's off, I think, yeah. You have Food Bazaar on Flatlands Avenue, Brooklyn. Okay. Union Street, Brooklyn, um, Food Bazaar again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Food Bazaar, St. John's Place, Brooklyn. I'm just looking okay. at more. Well, yeah, but there's there's lot lots of them. Those those few names that you called for sure. Um, especially if you are in Brooklyn, the Bronx, even um, some some um, Westchester, um, they they can get it. So just to be clear, are you in other markets besides the New York market as yet? In the U.S., uh-huh. we're in Miami, Orlando, and in, in the South, and of course all of Caricom, Jamaica, down to Suriname, as I said. Okay, so yeah. you're, in, you're in Miami, you're in Orlando, you're in the New York metro area. Correct. And um, right, and and all, and all of Caricom. That's yes. that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, you you've been able to get your soaps back on the market because I remember I used to see the soaps on there obviously and then and so it's good to go to be able to go back into the um into the supermarkets and see them right now i would and say you, that our distributor uh-huh. is they're called finest foods they're very strong in the ethnic um food market the west indian food market and they um their brand is jamaica choice you may know jamaica choice Uh, and they're distributing for us. And they've done a very good job. Within a year, they've gotten quite a bit of distribution. Somebody's asking, what about the UK? Um, They're saying that they're aware that there's a private hospital in the UK that had Dominica soap as part of their patient hygiene kit. Really? Well, that's interesting. Um, We have been looking for a distributor in the UK. It has not been... We thought we found someone... But shipping brake bulk to the UK is very difficult, very expensive, and nobody there is quite ready to ship container loads or to import, to buy container loads into the UK right now. But anybody who has ideas in the UK, we'd, we'd, we'd love to speak to them. Okay, I great. Anywhere okay. in Canada, nowhere in Canada yet, no. <laughs> But we, I, I should say we are working on a project to supply um stores like whole foods in canada where we're doing a, a high-end bar for them um and we're in the process of developing that project for whole foods and other similar stores okay now, now folks in florida asking what stores in florida because in names that you call they don't recognize them in florida yeah um there's Bedessis out in fort lauderdale And there's Caribbean Wholesale in Orlando and a few shops in Miami where it can be gotten. Again, I should get a list of that and get it out to yeah, you. If, you. If you get them to me, we'll, we'll be able to disseminate some of that to the audience as well. Okay. So, so that, that's great. Um, we are at the bottom of the hour. It's, it's, it's a good time to take a break, uh, a word from the sponsors, and, um, and we'll be right back. Okay. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Welcome back, listeners, and I want to say thank you to our, our sponsors, 
um, Bikum Dental Group. And as I always say, if you are from the general thing is if you're from Dominica and you go to Bikum Dental, um, the first time you show up, you get a complimentary cleaning. Um, but I take the liberty to tell you that if you hear about Bikum Dental Group from this particular interview and you go there, it doesn't matter where you're from, and you tell them that Anthony sent you, you will get your complimentary um, cleaning at Beacon Dental Group. They, they have a state-of-the-art um, facility by any standard, and they do all the procedure on site, um, from oral surgery to orthodontics to periodontics, all, all, every single procedure. Uh, that I, I drive from New York to Boston, because they are my dentist. And um, everything that I need, it's done. It's done there at Beacon Dental. So check them out. Also, remember we had um, by dominicaonline.com. They bring products from Dominica up and um, to the US and make it available online. They've even succeeded in getting some products on Amazon, um, helping some of the local um, cottage industry folks um, get their products on. But tonight, listeners, if you join this list. My guest is Mr. Ivo Nasi. He, he is a director on BCP Successors. Of course, his, um, his enterprise is on a different scale from cottage industry. As, as you hear him say, they're having trouble shipping into the UK um, because they have not identified a, a, a distributor who, would, who will import container loads of, of products from them. But nonetheless, um, he's, he's running, well, He's part of, of, of the company that had beginnings from way back when, when um, they, they call it Dominico Coconut Products because they used, they used to buy um, co copra from local farmers, um, make soap out of that on site, and import the tallow to go with it and make, make personal care products. And they've expanded into other products, um, body lotion, um, toothpaste, uh dishwashing liquids and so on and 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 some aloe products very very high quality aloe products so much so that um they competed so unsuccessfully with brands like Colgate, Colgate palmori um that they attracted um a purchase from Colgate palmori even some of my guests no, a lot of my audience are not dominican so uh are you are familiar with the dct story uh, because as you said, you grew up um, in DCP pretty much. DCP was in your home, your, your dad started it. Uh, so just give a quick um, summary, quick synopsis of the whole business venture, as, as you can recall it. Well, it's an interesting story. During World War II, um, 1940 to 1945, there was an embargo because you had Guadeloupe and Martinique on either side and the Germans were controlling France. And there's a lot of German U-boat activity in the Atlantic. So many ships which would normally supply the islands wouldn't come. So there was a shortage of many products and one of them was soap. And my grandfather, Elias Nassif, began making soap in his backyard. And that's probably where the idea of DCP started. So he sold it there, and then my, my father went away, studied chemical engineering at McGill University in Canada, and his job was to come back and start a soap factory in Dominica in the early 60s. And we're also involved in the rum business, Belfast Estate, and we make um, BB rum, we make Soka rum, Red Cap, the special. And we got into that by accident because my grandfather bought the, the distillery, the mill. Well, he bought the distillery for the mill, and he planned to use the mill, which is used to crush cane to extract the cane juice. He bought it to crush copra to extract the oil to make soap. But they quickly found out that that was a very inefficient way of extracting oil, and it was not profitable. So they had to abandon that, and they went back to rum making, which is still in existence today, and they had to buy a plant. So my dad went and sourced the equipment with, with um, Raymond Astefan and Joey Astefan. They went to Nevis and they found a small copper crushing plant there, which they brought to Dominica. And they extracted the oil and then they went into soaps. 
And it, they, I, do, I don't think when they started the business, they thought it would become as big and, and successful as it did. But for many reasons, which I wouldn't go into now, it became very successful and we supplied all the cruise ships with this soap. We exported into the US market. We went into Cuba with the help of Rosie Douglas. We were in Puerto Rico. We were in supermarkets in Miami. And we were all over the place. So that's really how DCP started. It was a passion of my grandfather to make soap. And um, he got my father to go and study chemical engineering to come back and do exactly that, which is what my, my father did. The family sold the business to Colgate Palmolive. And we know what happened with Tropical Storm Erica. And being involved in the business um, for a long time and, and knowing it intimately and knowing the regional market well, I thought there was a chance to revive it. And I got together with some investors from the region and other family members. And with the help of the government, we acquired it from Colgate. Basically, Colgate and I were $2 million apart, US apart. Um, what they wanted was $2 million more than what we thought it was worth. And in a discussion with the prime minister, I told him that it does not look that the deal is going to go through because we have $2 million apart from Colgate. And then he said that the government through the CBI program would extend a loan to us to bridge the gap because obviously he was of the view it would be good to revive the industry, the, the factory, rather than see it just derelict and go into pieces over time. So with the help of the government, we were able to, to get the funding to fully require to, to fully acquire the the plant. I think that's the story. That's pretty much the story in 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 in, in a nutshell. Yeah. But you know what what's being left out is that I after the government, this became the largest employer in in Dominica. Um, it was probably the largest manufacturing you mean in its um, first incarnation yes yeah yes yes yeah. um yeah. and maybe in its future right <laughs> well hopefully <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. Now, just to correct you anthony all we do now is bar soap eh? colgate sold mm -hmm. off the liquid plant the liquid equipment they shipped back out they called the toothpaste plant so all we bought was actually uh a bar soap plant once we consolidate that business and we make it successful, our plan is to go into other products, including liquids. Other products. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. So yeah, it's, it's like a rebirth. It's like, yeah. it's like a rebirth. So, so you do the soaps right now. Correct. And I must say that, you know, it's not easy to do manufacturing in Dominica. In manufacturing, you need scale. You don't have scale in Dominica. And I don't think that this effort could have been started from scratch in 2017. Um, there was a factory there, and to, to start a factory like today, to invest in it, would probably cost 10, 15 million US. We obviously got it for less than that, number one. Number two, we had a number of committed employees who know the business inside out. I can call names, but to start a business like that and go through the learning curve of, of your employees learning the business and the intricacies of it would be a high mountain to climb. But the employees, a lot of them don't need the work. A lot of them got the retirement from Colgate, but they're back here because they have a passion for the business. They love it. And without them, it would not be as easy as, it has not been easy, but it would have been a lot more difficult to succeed. And of course, at the management level, we have a lot of experts there. There's Damon Surrender, who's the manager who used to be with Colgate, worked with them in the U.S. There is Dorothy John Baptist, who was in purchasing. Shirma George, who was in HR and lab, who's now back with us. There is Sean, Sean Avril, who's head of maintenance. We have Patrick Pemberton shadowing us. There's Peter Walsh. So I, I hope I haven't left out anybody, but there's a lot of people there who know the business, and without them, it would not have been possible. And... We know the market, so you know we can call a distributor. We know every distributor in the region, Trinidad, Jamaica, Grenada. We know the supermarket chains. So if we call them and we say, look, we have a new blue soap, we want you to take a container load to try it out. Um, we're not unknown to them. So that made accessing these markets and ramping up exports a lot easier. So yeah, I guess the point I'm making is yeah, 
DCP has a chance because of legacy. The staff right. who were there, the, the reputation we have out in the markets, the equipment we basically inherited for a fraction of the true cost of, of replacing it. Without that, the idea of starting a soap factory from scratch, I don't think would be a viable one. That is so, and, and you call some of the names, and some of the names are folks that I, I, I recognize. Some of the guys Peterson like Bardwell, I left out Peterson Bardwell. Yeah, those guys worked for me when I ran maintenance at this. There you go. And of course, Patrick Pemberton was my boss. But but as we mentioned that though, there's a somber moment that I want to mention because one of the stalwarts of 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 this city in its time, Miss um, Audrey Thomas, Mrs. Audrey yeah. Thomas, um, passed away um, on exactly. the weekend. Yeah, that was my that was my DCP mom. She she took me in when I came in and. As you said, the, the, there's a family atmosphere that existed um, in, in, at the time. And I'm not surprised when you say that there are, there are folks that just came back just because just they want to see it restart. And, yeah. and Audrey was the center of gravity of, of a lot of that activity. So I, I want to extend my condolences to, to her family, to the DCP family. Um, to you, your family, because I'm sure you all were very, very close to her because she worked there for a number of years. And um, just want to wish everybody my sincere condolences on the passing of um, Audrey Thomas. I think I think Audrey's first job was with the family at, at Belfast Estate at Distillery. And when the soap business started, she moved over that. She became the HR manager and warehouse and inventory manager. She's actually a director on the board of DCP with um, my dad, myself, Mr. Pat Roll, um, Silma Dupini, and my uncle Jay Nassif. So Audrey was intricately involved in DCP, and she was a wonderful woman. Her, her sister Lucinda worked at the factory as her brother Peterson, who's still with us. Right, right, right. I know, I know this guy's while I was there. So, yeah, yeah definitely. She, 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 you have an angel that's going to be looking down. On, on this city right now. So, but in, in the last few minutes that we have of the interview, Ivo, you, you, you hinted at some of the challenges um, from, from, a, from an operations point of view, but also operating in Dominica, uh, where Dominica, in a sense, in a business sense, is far from, from everywhere. You're far from your products, you're far from your market, you're far from your spare parts, all of those things. Um, this year, I am running the program with an idea of providing information and help to folks who are in business, who are building up their, themselves and hoping to, to make a living from what they love. You know, similarly to say a grandfather had, a, he started soaps in his backyard. He got his son involved and see what he's exploded into. So uh, with your experience, um, I, I would like you to just spend a few minutes um, just talking to folks who are at that stage. You saw, you saw one of our sponsors is by DominicaOnline.com, where she's trying to get the people who have the cottage industry. She, she, she brings the products from Dominica. She keeps them in Miami. She sells them online and ships it to, to her customers. Um, just talk to those folks a bit about, you know, be the perseverance and the stick to itiveness, I guess, that, that's required in, in being really successful in, in starting your business, um, bootstrapping it until it, can, until it becomes viable. Well, I guess the first thing I would say is anything is possible if you're really committed and you're willing to put in the work to do it. But I think you must make the right choice as to what product you're going to get involved in. Um, I think there's not going to be much room for large-scale operations, manufacturing operations, okay? But I think there's room for high-value cottage-type industries. Um, on the Dominica Online shop, which promoted, you saw the soaps in there. That's made by a company that's... At least two companies in Dominica, besides DCP, making what I would call handcrafted soaps. That's a huge opportunity. And if we make a 50 cent profit on a bar of soap, that's DCP, these players can make two, three dollars a bar profit. 
So it's less volume, but much higher margin and a lot of opportunity. And so I think cottage is the way to go, high value is the way to go, and you want to link it back to the soil. So if it's beerum you're using in, in your soap or in your candles or anything which is local and you can leverage that, and you've got to create a story. So we are, not sure if I should be saying this, but one of the products we're launching in Canada, in which where we're targeting Whole Foods, we are working with the Carib Territory on a project. Because you go into Whole Foods, which I think is the probably the most interesting retailer in North America right now with, with what they do. You will pick up a bar of soap and you will see with vetiver oil from Haitian farmers, fair trade, um, X amount of profit goes back to the farmers in Haiti or cocoa farmers in, in Africa, etc. So there's that story, fair trade, making sure that people in this whole supply chain from the farmer participate in the, in the flow of money. So I think you want to create that story and link it back to the soil, to people who are doing the farming and looking after the, the products. And marketing mm -hmm. is key. I think if you have the right story, um, online has opened up a whole new access where you can go online and bypass the entire traditional supply chain to find a distributor and go into traditional retailers. So online is certainly the way to go for that type of, of product and project. And, and, and in the general private sector atmosphere in Dominica, I, I know it's been quite a few years that you were director at DAIC, mm -hmm. um, but it, what are some of the, the areas where, um, what I would say, the, the enhancement, the facilitation of, of business? Um, where do you see opportunities there um, and, and areas where there is some room for, for further uh, enhanced facilitation? Well, you know, I, Dominica does not have scales. You know, 70, 75,000 people, it's very difficult to do much here. And what you find is those who are established, I'm certainly one of them, we have a huge advantage because we have market share, we're dominant. So for the new players to come on stream and participate, it's very difficult because to get scale, to get market share from established players is not easy. So I always believe that you got to get scale. Now, scale is not a function of population alone. It's a function of income, per capita income. So St. Martin may have only 70,000 people. St. Kitts only have 60,000 people. But their per capita income is probably two times ours, three, four, five times ours in the case of St. Martin. So the purchasing power of the average person is much higher. And you find that you can do a lot in these islands even though they have small populations, but you have a really e e economy. To get us in Dominica, we need what I call legs. Um, DCP was a leg. That's not what it used to be. Bananas was a leg. That's gone. Ross was a leg. That's gone. Antigua had Liat, and they had Sanford, and they had Nelson's Dockyard. Some of them are gone. St. Lucia has Rodney Bay Marina. Um, they had the banana industry, too. But we need legs. And... The fact of the matter is most of these islands are driven by tourism. That's not going to change. And with the big hotels coming on stream, the Kempinski, the Marriott, the Hilton, that's going to provide scale to a lot of people, a lot of artisans, cottage industries, to supply these hotels with product, including farmers. And unless you get that happening, it's going to be very difficult for people to succeed in Dominica. So I think... The hotels happening are very important. There's talk of a marina going on, also financed by CBI. That, too, will be very important. So it opens up the yachting industry and all the guys in Portsmouth in Newtown who cater to the, the yachts, whether it's fuel, whether it's um, groceries, furnitures for, for, for the yachts, spare parts, maintenance, taking them on tours. So you need, you need big projects, which I call legs, to 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 get things moving here, so I, I I think we're on the track to that happening. Great. Now, what I what I want to do is to is to end where we started, because the purpose of bringing you on the show 
is to is to let the audience become familiar with your product. And so I, I want Sam to, to run the products again, give you a chance to talk about them again, um, highlight them again. Um, you know, let's let's start where we where we because this product high quality Dominican product. Well, we can start with the, the real soap, which you'll find in Dominica. And anybody who uses, who uses real soap falls in love with it, but it's not available in the U.S. yet. But when you come to Dominica, you certainly want to take it back to the U.S. It's comparable to pear soap. It's very gentle on the skin. It's moisturizing. It's a super product. We have one that's for sensitive skin with no fragrance or color. Then the ready soaps. During mosquito season, you can buy the green one, which is the mosquito repellent. Germicidal, you can use the carbolic. You have the black soap, which is very moisturizing to the skin. And of course, if you have stains or, or um, soil around your collar or on, on, under your arms or your personal underwear, the blue soap is perfect for hand washing that kind of thing. Right, and and so and of course they're being produced with the same high quality that that the, um, the DCP legacy um uphold, and using a lot of of products that we're familiar with. Nobody who's tried any of these soaps ha has complained. The, the quality is is exceptional. And as you said, some of the players who were in who were in the previous um company are back. So are very much here and. Indispensable. Yeah. Certainly. So, listeners, you know, if you uh, even if you joined us late by now, you realize that what we're talking about is having Dominican made soap on the market in the US. Um, it's available in New York, uh, Western Beef, um, ShopRite, and some of these other, other, other stores have them. It's all they're also available in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale area. Um, and they're looking to expand into into Canada um, as well, Whole Foods, uh, and and hopefully into the UK, into the UK shortly. So, uh, if you, I'm sure, if listeners um, when they visit Dominica, if they if they go to the to DCP, they would get a, they would get a little walk around and, and a little introduction to to how what's happening there. Um, as, as we close, we come to a close, we have, we have about three or five minutes left. Um, Ivo, is there anything about the company, about the venture that, that, you, that I haven't really asked you about that we haven't touched on? No, I think it's been, um, I've been involved in various businesses um, throughout the region. And I would say the DCP reincarnation has been the most rewarding one, personally and emotionally because it's like coming back home. And it's a joy to be with all the employees who I knew from way back, who are happy to be here, know their work, and it's been a wonderful experience. And I hope we can get the trade issues resolved. The government has been very helpful in assisting us to resolve these, these issues territory by territory. Um, and if we can get that part sorted out, especially the Jamaica one, we will, succeed and excel and we will be able to diversify into new products as well but we don't want to go into new products because the backbone of the business is a soap business and we need to make sure that that is viable first and that's what we're focused on certainly and we know the impact that this city had on dominic on the whole but especially on the west coast um Masak, maho but we can start early as canfield um Massac, Maho, um, all the way to St. Joseph, Salisbury, Colliho. And that whole West Coast had a, 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 probably a member of every household, maybe had a family member working at, at DCP. And, and so um, there's only, the only thing I can wish you is, is all the best and good success um, because there's, there's, there's such an impact that you already have because, because you say you already have 40 employees. You know, which makes you one of the bigger players in the country. Um, and so as you grow, Dominica can only benefit from, from that. So, so Ivo, I want to tell you thank you so much. I was delighted when you when you said yes, you were available to come on the program. And I, I'm, from the reaction of the audience, um, they, they're happy to understand that, that they can access um, to the product. 
I live in New York, so for 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 very high fee, I can I can go to um Western different kind of bar so anywhere in the US that you are. <laughs> but but no, I'm sure I'm sure you will be expanding into um like an opportunity though for somebody who's listening who has the, the time um, could easily pick those soaps up and, and ship them to other places in the US. It's, it's an opportunity for somebody to do that if they wanted to. Um, because there's interest from all over from Canada and, and all over North America for this product. So as I said, all the best to you, all the best to the employees. And um, and, and I hope we can get you back. Um, Anytime. And it's been, uh, I did not know about this program. I'm very happy to learn about it. And I think it's a refreshing program. I want to um, heal up my friend, Lazarus Blanc, who I hope is listening and was the one who linked you with me, I believe. Yes, yes, Lazarus who told me about it. And I come to New York for one or two days, um, probably for the last two years, and Lazo always takes the time to drive me around to all the stores to check them out, make sure that we have our products there. And I'd love to come back on the program, and I wish you success with the program. You're you're providing an excellent service in keeping Dominicans connected with Dominica and what the diaspora is doing out there. Thank you very much, and, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, sir. All the Thank best. You. Thank you. All right. Well, listeners, there you had it. Another very interesting episode of uh, of this speaking interview, uh, a company that, that has made such a difference in, in the Caribbean, in, in Dominica, certainly. Um, as I said, it's a company that I worked, well, the previous version of the company was owned um, by the same family. I worked there while it was um, run by Colgate Palmolive, but although it was run by Colgate Palmolive, the people who ran it were the same people who um, were working there when it was owned by the Nazis. And um, to, a, to a man, to every person, a man or a woman, every person only had good things to say about the relationship and the treatment that they received from, from Philip Nassif and his family. And, and they were always eternally grateful for the opportunity. Um, from all reports, they, they, they were very good employers. And, and it seems talking to Evo that that same spirit um, still exists. So share the link, share the link. Um, just we ha- I have, well, we're right up on nine o'clock, but uh, when I get the reports from Facebook, um, we are ramping back up into our thousands of, of, of viewers. Um, last year, our record was 23,000. So I'm hoping that we can break that this year, but I need your help to, to break it. Uh, so, so share, share the link, uh, of, 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 of these interviews uh, so that we can grow it even more. Also, um, I invited you to send me, uh, by email info at cdnradio.net. Whatever business that you're doing, whatever service that you're providing, uh, because starting in, in the second quarter, I'm going to be highlighting those businesses and bringing you up. I can obviously I can bring everybody up for an hour, um, but but we'll be providing linkages um, to let you the audience know of of your products and your services, but also to interlink interlink um, where um, we can create that ecosystem of our of our businesses and grow. Because sometimes we just don't know that that business exists, and so the the idea is to is to pull back that shade and have everybody know about each other, so that we can we can we can empower each other to succeed. So till next Wednesday, I, I wish you all the best. I thank you for your time. I thank my guests. I thank my producer Sam and and, and everybody in the background uh, at CDN. Um, wish you all the best. We'll do this again next week, Wednesday. It's Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everyone. Good night.